Welcome to the Legendary Leaders Podcast, Making Legendary Leaders, with your host, Katrina Jameson, where we focus on business, leadership, and life. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Legendary Leaders. Hey, let me ask you this question. How do you manage someone who is blinded by their underwhelming performance? And yes, I said that, said that correctly. It's not overwhelming, like, not like wonderfully amazing, but like underwhelmed. You are so unimpressed by their performance that it's just, ugh, it's bad, right? How do you manage someone who's blinded by their performance? They think, they think they're amazing, but they're really not. I mean, because I don't know about you, but I have worked with people like that before. And if, again, you're in the corporate world, you have worked with them too. Not because the corporate world breeds underperformers, but simply because the corporate world is so large that inherently the likelihood of you running into someone who is not performing as they should is a little bit higher than what should happen in your own business. And not only that, not only will you run into underperformers a a bit more so than not, you're going to run into people who think that they're amazing when in reality they are nowhere close. It's just, you know, it's just basic numbers. It's basic math. The more people around, the, the more likely it is going to happen, right? So think about it for a second. If you have worked with someone like this, maybe you've managed them, but if you didn't, maybe you've at least known of someone or you've worked with someone in this capacity, get that person in your mind right now, okay? Think about them for a second. Think about the attitude that they had, the way they carried themselves, the feedback that they received and you know, just still couldn't digest it. You know, at the end of the day, unfortunately, and yet at the same time, fortunately, you are responsible for helping them see the light, if possible, in order to improve their performance. And if they can't improve, then the reality of it is that you exit them from the company due to poor performance or a lack of performance, right? So it's pretty simple to say. It's so easy for me to sit here and say, yeah, you just... You just fire them. You just get rid of them, right? Those words are easy, but the action, the process is hard. It's a very long process. Typically, if we don't do it right, it's even longer. And when I say long process, I mean months, right? I don't mean years. It definitely should not be years. If we do it wrong, it will be years, but it'll take probably two or three months to truly give someone the chance that they deserve, the training that you're going to provide them, and then the ability to show and prove that they're underperforming. The problem with these individuals, unfortunately, is that they think that they're amazing. And so because they think they're so wonderful, even when you coach them, even when you give them feedback, even when you let them know that they're not where they need to be, they hear you, but they can't actually change because they haven't acknowledged the issue in the first place. You know, I remember having to to work with someone, um, you know, in, in my market career. So I was working with a pharmacy manager And this individual, oh man, this individual was a pharmacy manager, started off really well, on fire, wanted to do something uh, amazing, wanted to take the store to the next level. And unfortunately for her, she could not. And the reason why she could not is because she could never realize when her performance was poor. She had really bad judgment, unfortunately, and And I'm not talking about bad judgment with medication. Now, if you've got bad judgment when it comes to performing your pharmacist duties, you're not going to be a pharmacist, right? You're not going to be a pharmacist on my team. 
It wasn't that she was putting the patient's lives in jeopardy. It was not that at all. It was her inability to have good judgment around her management and leadership skills. Those were lacking. And so when it came down to having honest conversations with her team or giving clear, clarifying conversations or feedback with the people that reported to her, it's just something she could not do. She would hire poorly, she would give poor evaluations, and then when it came down to making decisions in ways to interact with the customer outside of filling a prescription, you know, having those one-on-one -on -one conversations or having conversations with peers or being active in the community, it simply could not happen. There was so much bad judgment displayed there that it continued to be accountability that had to be delivered. And unfortunately, um, she kept saying, I know, I know that I'm doing okay. I know that I can do this. I know that I miss, you know, I had a misstep this time, but I can do this. And the reality of it is that she couldn't. She had the desire, and I appreciate desire. You appreciate desire. Desire is the first step. But really the ability to listen, to acknowledge and accept reality, and to make permanent changes, that's what it takes to be successful. And when you have someone who has the desire, they, so they say, right? They say they have the desire, but in the reality, the reality of it is, and what I want you to realize, the truth, is that they don't have the desire. They don't. Because if they really had the desire, it wouldn't take you calling them out constantly. It wouldn't take you bringing it to their attention that they yet again had another bad decision that they made or displayed poor judgment or didn't perform in their business, right? I mean, all of it comes down to judgment. Judgment is, should I behave this way or that way? Should I make this decision or that decision? And each day they make a decision not to perform at the level that, that's expected of them. Each day they choose, for whatever reason, to not recognize where they sit relative to the performance level that they're displaying. They choose that every single day. They don't think they do, they don't own it, but they do. And the reality of it is that you may never, and most likely you won't ever, help them see where they're underperforming. All this is going to be and all I've ever seen it be, both in my experience and through coaching and mentoring and leading other people, is that it becomes a frustration for you. It becomes a frustration because you see the gap. You see the issues. You want so badly for them to change because it's like flipping a light bulb, a switch on a light bulb, right? You just turn the light bulb on. If you can get the light bulb to turn on in their head, they're going to be fine. Everything else that they're doing is, is pretty good. It's this one key area. And it's, in this instance, it was a really big key area in my example. And it was so upsetting and so frustrating that this individual just could not see it. But at the end of the day, I had to do what I'm going to advise you to do, which is a couple of things. First, I had to set clear expectations, and that's what you need to do. If you've got someone on your team or if ever you run into this, you must set clear expectations. You have to remember that we're here to help. Okay, we're here to help. This is an open book test. Being successful in their job, in their role, is an open book, set, open book test. And they should be successful on the job because of the way in which you help prepare them for the open book test. So set clear expectations. That's your job. Be very clear. Define what their role is, what it isn't, and what good looks like. Okay? If this is clear, it's, it's, it has to be easier for this person to measure their own personal performance. It has to be.
Because then you can come back and have conversations to say, okay, remember I, I told you that there are five key functions of your job. What are they? And if they don't remember or they didn't take notes or whatever, then there you go. Then you can have a conversation about the fact that they're obviously, you know, and I'm being very direct and blunt. I wouldn't say it this way, but essentially you can say it's obviously you're not too concerned about the role and how you're performing in it because you're not even remembering the five fundamental expectations of the job, right? You have to know them because you're supposed to be doing them every day. So there's your first conversation, right? To help slowly but surely and consistently bring to their attention the expectations that you have of them and to pinpoint and show where they're missing. Now, I'm not talking about nitpicking. I'm not talking about picking them apart on a regular basis. I'm simply talking about a consistent way to give candid feedback. And so this is number two. This is the second thing that I want you to do. I want you to have regular touch bases, which I always talk about, because in those touch bases, you are going to give candid feedback. And that's what's critical. In this situation, I'm going to tell you, it could be very tempting to do one thing or the other. You go ditch to ditch. And what I mean by that is you could constantly give them a hard time and tell them that everything is wrong. And it could be. I mean, almost, almost everything could be wrong. If every single thing would be wrong or was wrong, they wouldn't be working for you anymore. You could probably find something from a gross misconduct perspective and terminate them. Okay? And if every single thing was wrong, that would be so much that was wrong, they couldn't avoid or ignore that. So not everything is going to be wrong. So don't treat it like it is. There's got to be something good or a few things they're doing well. On the other hand, they can't be doing all of these things, at least a handful of them that are, that are not performing and, and not up to par. And you can't praise them constantly for all the things they're doing well. It can't be constant punishment or constant praise. You have to be candid and you have to be very clear. Okay, your feedback has to be honest. Tell them that you can see them trying. Talk to them about their effort. I can see you trying. I see you putting the effort. I see you working hard. I appreciate your effort. But at the same time, I need you to understand that the results aren't showing for all the effort that you're putting in. Right? You are run, you're racing. You're on this bicycle and you're pedaling as hard as you can. But what you need to realize is you're riding a stationary bike at this point. You're going nowhere. I need you to get somewhere. Get off of the stationary bike and move to the actual road bike. And the way that you do that is by acknowledging the fact that you're not delivering where you need to deliver. You're missing these key fundamentals in your performance, right? That's a very easy way to define to them, hey, I can see you putting forth the effort, but I'm not seeing the results. Here's my expectation. Remind them, again, remind them of the expectations. Remind them of what good looks like. Ask them for feedback and input, right? That's the other thing that you need to do through these touch bases. When you give candid feedback, the first thing you want to do is you want to ask before you give candid feedback and say, well, how do you think that you're performing? How do you think that this is going? Because you need to understand, are they seeing it? Are they seeing the misstep? Or do they think everything's wonderful? And even if they say, no, I think I've screwed up a little bit, you need to read through that to see, are they being honest with themselves or are they just saying what they think you want to hear? And that takes practice. If you've not had to go through this before, if you've not had to give any candid feedback, that takes practice and it can be hard. And so you're just gonna learn through this process. Okay, you need to get a good coach and a good mentor that's gone through it as well. And, and, you know, they can help you because that's the whole point. But you need to ask them what they think they're doing and how they're doing. Listen to their feedback. Read between the lines. Have high emotional intelligence to go through this process. Then give them your candid feedback. And then let them know what's going to happen should they continue down the path of underperformance. You've got to be very clear. That's part of giving candid feedback. Results. What will happen if? You have to tell them. 
And then last but not least, determine if they're going to grow through it or if they're going to remain oblivious. And you're going to be able to tell that after a couple of conversations. After you do a couple of training conversations and really address the key things with them, if they acknowledge that they know that they're all off path, like I remember the example that I provided to you, this individual, she would constantly say, I know that I got that wrong. I hear what you're saying, but I know that I can do better. It was, I understand, but, which there was no time to, to reflect. There was no digestion on her part. It was just constant. I hear what you're saying, but I don't want to be in that place of pain. I don't want to be in that place of disappointment. So I'm just going to hurry up and tell you that you're right because I'm going to get to the place of, but I know I can do it. And the reality of it is that she never learned. She never stayed in the place of learning and digestion and acceptance so that she could grow. And so it, after a couple of conversations, I realized very quickly that she was going to remain oblivious. There was nothing that I was going to be able to do to coach her and move her through it. Not because I wasn't willing, but because she wasn't willing. Even though her attitude and her words said that she was willing, her behavior was, was very different. She never changed. She never applied what we talked about. She never allowed herself to see the world as it was. And so if they continue to not understand where they are on the performance scale, you will have to remove them from their role because they're not going to perform. They're never going to be coachable and so that means you're never going to be able to grow them into that position. If they become coachable, then they have a chance. Okay? Now, what I want you to remember through all of this is that this is not a personal situation. It's a business situation. Right? And you've got to remember that. This is not your failure. This is not their failure. It just means that for whatever reason, this is not the role for them. And that's okay. Now, in the corporate world, there are policies in place to support you on this path. And you probably know that. In your own business, you're going to have to establish this as part of your culture, as part of your communication framework, your execution and productivity framework. You have to put this as part of your nine pillars. It has to happen. You've got to be able to address underperformance. Even before you get through all of these major HR pieces, you have to be able to address underperformance. So figure out what that looks like in your business as a startup and build a routine around it so that it becomes part of your business and who you are. At the end of the day, what I want you to remember is that it's your job to teach and train, support, and give candid feedback. And it's their job to perform and recognize where they are on the performance scale. And as long as you remember those two things and you stay true to that, then you're going to be able to move through. And sometimes you're going to be able to get through to the underperformers and they're going to listen and they're going to grow and change. And other times you're not going to be able to. And then that just means they're not meant to be on your team. And that's just a part of life. Okay? They can be, they're good people, no doubt. They can continue to be good people. You guys can be friends after you remove them from your team. But when it comes to business, there has to be performance. And you have to expect that. So I hope that this serves you well. I know that you're starting a brand new year. Obviously, we're starting the brand new year. and We're going to be looking to raise the bar. And the best way that you can raise the bar is making sure that you're getting the performance that you expect out of your teams. All right? Go and be legendary.